welcome to Explosive Talk. I'm your host, Ryan Adams. Well, this is going to be an interesting one because I didn't get any sleep last night. So therefore, while my kids were gone to school, I slept the entire time. And so now here I am going to make my podcast from the comfort of my own car with all the sounds that go along with it. Now, I've seen people do podcasts from cars plenty of times before. And, you know, I don't necessarily like it, but, (laughs) well, whenever you need your six hours of sleep and you only have time to get it during the time you normally do your your work, you know, it's just, uh, it just makes more sense. So, anyway, there are some things that I really, really want to talk about today. And let's see if I can get them all out before I have to go pick up my kids. Or before I get to where I'm going. And I guess y'all get a, a feel for my drive. Uh, it's almost, you know, considering the fact I live out in the middle of nowhere, the commute time is almost like as if I am living in a city without any of the benefits. Just have the long commute time. Alright. So, who wants to see the Democrats go insane? Because the um, House Republicans on the uh, Intelligence Committee, House Intelligence Committee, has decided to end the Russia probe. Because they say that there's no evidence for collusion. Something that people with a brain have been saying for a long time. So anyway, they called off their investigation because they couldn't come up with anything. Of course, Donald Trump goes to Twitter over it. And uh, anyway, so I haven't, I haven't really seen the response yet from it because obviously, sleep. But you know, it's just um, I bet a lot of them are going to lose their heads, especially the lefty media outlets that have a little bit more say. So. Or a little bit, they can opinionate themselves more. Love to see what the Young Turks say about it. Because they're going to go insane. And they're going to call them all Russian puppets or Putin puppets. All of them. But anyway, so, yay for some common sense. Someone, someone has some decency. And that line is important because, you know, for those who can see Russiagate for what it is, just new McCarthyism being used to cover up Democratic loss and providing cover for the Democrats to not have to change. Uh, you know, it's, uh, the, for the people that see through that, they should really start reading, like, the events and stories from the original McCarthy era, you know, with, uh, actors and actresses being jailed for, quote, potential, uh, for, for being a communist. You know, if you were just in the Communist Party, which did exist in the early 1900s in the U.S., if you were even a member of the Communist Party during McCarthyism, they threw you in jail. They did the same thing to W.E.B. Du Bois. 
and he ran for office. They threw him in jail. But, you know, I can't remember if Du Bois was a member of the Communist Party or if he was a member of a Socialist Party. Anyway, that's not important. What is important is that, well, that's not important right now. Because obviously I'm in a car and can't do those facts. That's came up on a whim. But I digress. The main point I'm trying to make here is it would serve the debunking Russiagate good because to actually go read the historical record on McCarthyism. To remind those who need reminding because obviously just saying it's McCarthyism isn't going to work. So you're going to have to straight up read the history. Read the real history. Because the parallels are just amazing. Not quite to McCarthyism yet. But, you know, it's not very far off from it. Speaking of education, Betsy DeVos had an interview on 60 Minutes, I think. Anyway, she had an interview, and I got to see it, and it was horrendous. And for the past couple of days, everyone has been saying how horrendous it is. And they're right. She's a, she's a bumbling idiot. She's a bumbling, rich idiot who bought her position just to be able to privatize the schools. Now, I guess since I'm not rich, I don't understand the want to privatize schools. Actually, you know what? Upon thinking about it, I do. The rich hate the poor so much they don't think they deserve an education. And so, what do they do? Deprive them of education. The public education system is designed to give people a fair chance. People like Betsy DeVos don't want people to have the fair chance. Betsy DeVos didn't make any of her money anyway. She is what would be called a blue blood. She's someone who inherited all her money. And then, not to mention, since she inherited all her money, she married even more money. I mean, she literally didn't do anything to deserve all of the billions that she's got. Just like Donald Trump does not deserve the money they have. Just like the Walton family. And so, people like her want to take away other people's chance to actually get a better chance at life. They probably want slaves back. They remind me of the rich plantation owners of the South from the day. And since this level of greed is the real reason for it, of course they can't say the real reason for it. If they actually came out and said it, no one would support them. In fact, Betsy DeVos's nomination is the only thing I've ever called my senators for. And the reason for that is, I am well aware that senators from my state will not do a damn thing to help me 
and will not do a damn thing to further any cause that I might take up. My senators are Tom Cotton and John Bozeman. You may not know about Bozeman. I'll give Bozeman one credit on one thing. He did vote for the Sanders Amendment to re-import drugs from Canada. Of course, Cotton didn't. Cotton is a grade-A asshole and a complete embarrassment to the United States. For anyone that don't know who he is, he's the guy who <laughs> became the face of the infamous 27 senators that signed the letter to Iraq, not Iraq, to, signed the letter to Iran saying, yeah, you might have a deal with this president, but as soon as he's gone, we're reneging your deal. Yeah, that guy. He's also been in progressive news, being a guy who's sending cease and desist letters to people who are actually trying to tell him what to do because he's supposed to represent them. So I've only called him one time. And the one time I did call, I called both their offices. I called Bozeman first. And when I finally got through to them, of course, you know, you, you get the secretaries. You don't actually get the senator. If you don't have money, you don't get the senator. Which tells me I should try calling Bernie one time see if I can get through to him. That'd be cool. But, so I called Bozeman. In his office, you know, the secretary seemed, you know, more reasonable, a little bit more laid back, and I said, you know, I said my piece about, you know, wanting him to vote no on Betsy DeVos. And, you know, the secretary's like, all right, uh, your concern is noted, I'll pass it on to the senator. Of course, he still voted yes, because it don't matter. And then I finally got to Tom Cotton's office. And hostility on his secretary's voice was just through the roof. I mean, this guy was super hostile. So I said the same thing I said to I said the same thing to the senator. You know, don't support Betsy DeVos. Please vote no. He's like, all right, click. I was like, oh, jeez, fucking asshole. So that pretty well gets the difference between Bozeman and Cotton. What else I got? Oh! So, that segued nicely into the next thing I wanted to talk about. Turns out Rex Tillerson got fired today because, you know, Trump loves a good shakeup. I mean, I, I'm, I'm glad that Secretary Oil isn't in office anymore because it's Secretary Oil. You know, it just, it's kind of obvious what Rex Tillerson's role as Secretary of State would be to be the negotiator for big oil. Now, it honestly looked like he was trying to do his job. It, it really did look like it. And, you know, he didn't, he didn't put through one of the Russia deals, the, the Exxon deal. Or maybe that was Trump. I don't really know. I know that Tillerson Secretary of State when the ExxonMobil deal did not go through with Russia. Didn't see him going crazy, still trying to do stuff. So Tillerson was actually probably trying to do his job. 
It's not one that he wanted, though. And he could tell he didn't want it. And the rumor mill had been going for a while that Trump had wanted to fire Tillerson. So I guess Fox and Friends finally said something about Tillerson that Trump didn't like. So they just went, well, you're fine. So apparently Tillerson made a statement on it today. But naturally, like I said earlier, I was asleep. So it doesn't matter. Um, like there's a tractor on the road. I hate where I live. I really do. Oh, they pulled it from here. I'm about to run over all the dirt. Didn't make all the noise from usual. Fucking tractor on the road. For those who don't know, tractors go a maximum of like 25 miles an hour. And I'm on a road where the speed limit is 55 miles an hour. And you can hear the slowdown from all the wind resistance. Oh man, that's stupid. Okay, so Rex Tillerson's gone. Rex Tillerson's gone. And, you know, I do remember this from the rumor mill at the time that he wanted Mike Pompeo to be the, um, oh, that's a, he wanted Mike Pompeo to be, um, the new Secretary of State. Mike Pompeo is the current head of the CIA. And Mike Pompeo, I don't remember exactly what he said, but he's pretty infamous for uh, being a torture lover. So Mike Pompeo may not be Secretary Oil, but he's definitely <laughs> diplomat of war, which I guess should be something like him. Because Mike Pompeo is one of those knuckle-dragging meatheads. I think torture is the best thing in the world and should definitely do that everywhere to everybody. And, you know, him being the CIA chief was bad enough. Him being the Secretary of State, I expect diplomacy to go out the window now. If that, if that ends up being true. Now, if that ends up being true, that would prove the rumor mill to be correct for two out of three. Tillerson gone, Pompeo as uh, new Secretary of State. So that would lead to um, a CIA chief. And the rumor mill produced Tom Cotton, senator from Arkansas, my senator, the hostile one. The one that sends the cease and desist letters to people participating in democracy. The rumor mill has it that Trump wants him to be CIA chief. So here's a little history on Tom Cotton. Tom Cotton, his platform in Arkansas for running for senator was essentially the, I'm conservative, I'm a military veteran, vote for me. That, that was basically it. I, I served time, oh yeah, and I respect my mama and papa. Or not papa, I think it was just mama. He's like, I respect my mama, uh, and I'm conservative, and I was in the military, and that's all it took for people to vote for him. <laughs> so if you ever want to be a Republican in the South, there's your way to, you know, Steve Bannon even did this. 
just go join the military if you want a political career because meatheads are going to vote for you because for some reason we believe that people who serve in the military deserve more say-so in the government than just regular citizens. Now, while I can see their point, I also got to say that's not the point in a democracy. And, you know, it shouldn't be treated that way. So anyway, so Tom Cotton ran on the I'm a veteran, vote for me thing bullshit. And it worked. And it shows. It's like he definitely loves his war. He hates people, especially those who are against him. So, Tom Cotton's just not a good guy. He's not. Is he any better than Pompeo? No. Is he any worse? Probably not. It's, it's probably about the same type of person. So the CIA itself won't be any different. But, that produces good news for Arkansas. They will require... If he does get tapped to be CIA head, that does mean that Arkansas will have a vacant Senate seat in the middle of a blue wave. That'll be interesting. But I guarantee you, Arkansas, like the DCCC, the DNC, and all of them in power, they'll produce a blue dog Democrat for the Senate. Now, of course, Arkansas has a ridiculous filing fee. Because Arkansas, as a state, tends to be the most leftward-leaning of the southern states. I don't see how. I, I, I think I, I live in the more conservative part of Arkansas, or one of them. The northwest part of Arkansas is the more liberal side of Arkansas. I'm on the northeast side. And I think the Northwest and the Central Arkansas, which includes Little Rock, those really kind of those are big enough to kind of push through the more liberal policies that we have. So, since half the state tends to be liberal and the other half tends to be conservative, at least by geography, or it's about two thirds, one third, if we're being honest, which lines up with the votes that our Kansas normally do. So if so since Arkansas is more leftward leaning conservative state, those in power discovered that Arkansas could probably be even more leftward leaning than it already is. And so the parties that be set up a gigantic roadblock. They put their filing fees, the Democrats at $10,000, the Republicans at $15,000. So you basically got to buy a car. Like literally, the car I'm driving right now cost me $16,000. And that was with the tax included. So yeah, it was, with the trade-in, is about 15000 and something. I don't remember. It's been eight years. But, so, 
you basically buy you got you got to basically buy a good car to run for office in Arkansas, at least at the national level. So this person either is going to have to be one hell of a grassroots raiser like Rob Ryers. I can't pronounce his last name. Ryers say progressive Republican. That's what he runs as. And you know, party affiliation doesn't matter. It's policy that matters. I would vote for him over like Chenton Desai running an art district as the Democrat. Because you know, Rob Ryersey is from Northwest Arkansas, the more liberal side of it. And he understands that people vote Republican because the Democratic Party is a toxic brand. So he's trying to infiltrate, infiltrate the Republican Party. And, you know, that's cool. I would vote for him over whoever the Democrat is. The Democrat's going to be corporate Democrat. And that's what's going to be produced for the Senate seat if Tom Cotton leaves. So it would be just another asshole Republican. Guarantee it. Calling it now. Asshole Republican is still going to replace Tom Cotton because the Democratic Party is going to produce a corporatist that no one's going to care for because the corporatist stands for nothing, just like the Chinton Desai character that currently is going to run here. I mean, the Democrats managed to pull somebody that's native to California to run for the Democratic Party here in super conservative Northeast Arkansas. They are dumbasses. And the last thing I wanted to talk about was um, it's an it's highly important to read articles fully or to read where their source material comes from. Because yesterday I said that Elizabeth Warren said she was not running for president. Turns out the context to that came off of saying came uh, Chuck Todd meet the press asked her asked her if she was going to serve her full term in Senate and her response to it was quote I'm not running for president that was her words that's all she said she never said that she was going to serve the full term Therefore, leaving open the possibility of a presidential run still. Now, when I first heard that, I'm not running for president, I saw the opening for, well, I will run for vice president, which still fits the bill of, I'm not running for president, and I'm not going to serve my full term. Then I'll be the vice president nominee. But I don't see that either, because Elizabeth Warren... <coughs> People have been pushing her to run for president since they figured out, since before they figured out who Bernie Sanders was. So, and that's why politics is so dirty. You gotta get down knee deep in it. And that's why people have podcasts and online media is way better than regular media. And I love you guys and I'm about to pick up my child. So therefore, this is over. Y'all have a wonderful evening.